Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to our Sunday morning Bible class. We're podcasting a Bible class every Sunday morning, a Bible study. For those who cannot be with us at the church building at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ, when we meet for, together for Sunday morning Bible classes. Now, we know there are people in the Omaha area who are not able to get out or not able to be with us at the at the regularly scheduled times of our Bible studies and worship services for one reason or another. Some of them are handicapped. Some of them are ill to the extent that they're pretty much shut in. Whatever the case may be, we are thankful that we can reach you through the medium of the internet and by means of these podcasts. But we also know that there are people who listen to our podcast Bible studies all across this land and literally around the world, again, through the medium of the internet and by means of these podcasts. People want to get into God's word. They want to study. They want to learn what the scriptures really teach. And we are dedicated to help people understand God's word fully and accurately And we're thankful that God has blessed us with the means and the ability and the opportunity to teach his word on such a widespread basis in this way, through the internet and by means of these podcasts. We're so thankful that so many people tune in. They download these studies, they listen, and they want to learn and grow spiritually. You know, faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And so the more that a person gets into God's word, the stronger his faith should become. And that helps us then to come closer to God, to have a more spiritual mindset and focus on life. Now, we encourage you, share these studies with everybody you can, because undoubtedly, you know people in your life who need to make changes on a spiritual level to the way they're living their life. They need to come closer to God, or maybe they need to come come to God for the first time. They need to start thinking about their souls and about eternity because it's coming. So share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can you may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven. And that'll be a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing. And encourage everybody you know to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. It's free. It always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. And when somebody signs up for a podcasting on their smart device, they will automatically receive, whether that's their smartphone or computer or whatever smart device they choose, they will receive Sunday morning Bible class, Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, a Monday through Friday daily radio program called Search the Scriptures, and a seven-day-a-week every single day, a short Bible study that we call today's Bible class, only about 13 minutes each day. So easy to fit into our busy schedule, but it keeps us in God's word every single day. What a great blessing that we have to be able to teach God's word and study God's word through the medium of the internet in these ways. So tell everybody you can, churchofchrist.com. 
We're going to get back into our study from the book of Deuteronomy, and we're coming closer and closer to the end of this particular book. We've been studying our way for a few years now through the Pentateuch, as it's called, the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And this begins with the history of God's creation of the world, and then mankind, and then (laughs) the tragedy of sin entering into man's consciousness because first man and woman disobeyed God and sinned by eating fruit that God had told them to stay away from, and that fruit was from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, then we come to Genesis chapter 6, and and by that time, and now we're, we're talking about just a few chapters in the history of mankind, but we're talking about a great many years uh, in, in the population of mankind growing upon this earth, but mankind had become so totally wicked, sinful, that God destroyed mankind, destroyed mankind from the face of the earth, with the exception of one family, Noah and his family, Noah, was found righteous in God's eyes. And so God began again. But it was with mankind from Noah and his family. But it was not long in the history account that we find man again sinking back into depravity, into ungodliness, unfaithfulness, worshiping idols. And so then God began to lay out a bloodline that through which he would send the Savior into the world. And that bloodline would begin with a man named Abraham. And Abraham, through his son Isaac, and then through Isaac's son Jacob, God began to build the nation of Israel. And through Israel, God would send Jesus into the world. Well, in Deuteronomy, we find the Israelites and as they had become a very populous people, God was molding them into the nation of Israel. And he was about to give them a land that he had promised to them through their forefathers, going all the way back to Abraham. And so here they are, they're poised to enter that land. Now, they're going to have to fight a lot of battles because there are peoples, different nationalities of peoples that live in that land. But all of them are idol worshipers. They don't believe in God. And so with, again, as I've said many times in teaching God's word, when you move God out of the picture, the devil moves in automatically, fills the void, and he brings all kinds of wickedness and evil with him. And so those people in that land, the land of Canaan, they, they were people who, <laughs> who you were characterized by wickedness and sinfulness and evil because they did not believe in God. They worshiped idols. Idols are nothing. They're just statues, images, carvings. But so God tells the the people of Israel, you got to drive them out, either destroy them in battle or drive them out. But I'll give you the victories in battle, but you don't have anything to do with those people. Well, Moses is going back over the history of the people of Israel basically, and especially since they had been uh, in bondage in Egypt. And then Moses 
and his brother Aaron, God blessed them and guided them to lead the people out of that bondage, out of Egypt, and to this promised land. Now, along the way, the people of Israel, the Israelites, their faith waned, and they showed weakness in faith. And as a result of that, God instructed Moses to lead them back into the wilderness before he would give them this land. And so they piddled around for about 40 years in the wilderness until all of the adult generations died off from the age 20 and on up. And then the children, they grew up and became the adults generation that God was now ready to lead into this land and give them the land for, a, for their possession. The land of Israel is what it would become. Well, Moses is rehearsing for them God's instructions, God's blessings upon them, how he took care of them in the wilderness. And also Moses keeps emphasizing, stay true to God. Don't get taken in by idol worship of the people around you. You stay true to God and God will stay true to you and continue to bless you. But if you turn away from God, if you start worshiping idols, God's going to take his blessings away from you, and ultimately he'll remove you from this land he's giving you. Now, that was rather prophetic because that would happen in detail hundreds of years down the road. But right now, the people, they were saying, oh, we're, we're ready. We're going to stay true to God. And so we looked at the, the curse, and, and we, we made applications you know, to ourselves, the, the, the curse of disobedience, or we could say the judgment from God upon disobedience to his teachings. Now, we come to chapter 30, and we see the blessing of returning to God. There are a whole lot of people out there, maybe some of you listening today, who think you're just too bad to be good. You've done things that have been so horrible that you don't see how you could possibly be forgiven. But God not only can forgive you, he wants to forgive you. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, the apostle Peter wrote that God has been long-suffering toward us, that is, patient toward mankind, not willing that any should perish, but that all, now that would include you or anybody else you know who might think they've been so bad that God could not possibly want to forgive them. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But repentance is key now. Repentance precedes forgiveness from God. Repentance is a change of mind that leads to a change in life, in behavior, in action, in practice. And so repentance basically means you turn away from sin. So whatever it is that's keeping you away from God because of sin, you got to quit that. Now, the blessing of returning to God, Deuteronomy chapter 30. It shall come to pass when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God drives you. Now, here Moses is, again, the warning is, if you go off into the worship of idols, if you turn away from God, if you become unfaithful to God, then he's going to remove you from your land. He's going, to, he's going to let your enemies conquer you, and they're going to take you to foreign lands, make captives of you. Now, 
verse chapter 30, but it shall come to pass that when all these things have come upon you, and really this is rather prophetic because it would happen in exact detail as Moses warned them. Now we see something about the fickle nature of humanity, don't we? We can, we can be told, you better not do such and such. Because if you do, there are consequences, and there are the consequences. And we may stand there or sit there and listen and shake our head, yes, I, 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 boy, I agree. Then we go on and do it anyway and suffer the consequences that we've been warned about. Well, Israel would do exactly that. Moses warned them over and over again in the book of Deuteronomy, don't turn away from God. Stay true to God. Don't worship idols. Evil goes along with that. And they would say, yes, we see it. Well, well, generations down the road, they would do exactly that. And they would suffer the exact consequences that God was warning them of through Moses. So again, verse 1 of chapter 30, it shall come to pass when all these things come upon you and the blessing and the curse which I have set before you and you call them to mind among the nations where the Lord your God drives you. <laughs> Moses is talking as though, listen, let me tell you, this is going to happen. You're going to turn away from God. And when that happens and when you find yourself in those foreign lands, captives, and you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice according to all that I command you today, you and your children with all your heart and with all your soul, that the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. So Moses is saying, basically, <laughs> this is going to happen. Generations of your people, your, your descendants down the road, they're going to turn away from God. They're going to start worshiping idols. They're going to become wicked and God is going to take their land away from them and scatter them among nations who will be their conquerors and their captors. But at that point, when they start to remember their foolishness, when they start to remember what they were warned against doing but did anyway, and they remember that God wants to forgive them, wants to bring them back, they're going to repent. And when they repent, God is going to take them back from captivity and bring them back to their land. If any of you are, verse 4, if any of you are driven out of the farthest parts under heaven, from there the Lord your God will gather you, and from there he will bring you. You see, when God forgives, it's forgiveness. He wipes the slate clean as though it never had happened but we've got to come to repentance and seek his forgiveness his way. Verse 5, Then the Lord your God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it. In other words, God will bring you back to this promised land that you're about to enter, that God promised to your forefathers, going all the way back to Abraham. He will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers, and the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, that you may live. You see, our dedication to God cannot be piecemeal. 
It's going to be complete, total. And the Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies and on those who hate you, who persecuted you. And you will again obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments, which I command you today. Once the Israelites lost their land, and again, this would be hundreds of years after what basically this, not just a warning, but a seeming prophecy given to them by Moses as they're just getting ready to enter that promised land and take possession of it when God would remove them from that land, they would finally come to their senses about the worship of idols. And they would put that practice out of their consciousness forever. They would never go back to worshiping idols. But they were going to have to learn that lesson the hard way, unfortunately. But that was not God's will that they'd have to go through that suffering. It would be by their own choosing. The Lord your God will make you abound in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over you for good as as he rejoiced over over your fathers. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in in this book of the law, and if you return, if you return, to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. In other words, all these blessings God will again bestow upon you as his people if you return to him with all of your heart, with all of your heart. And it's interesting there uh, when, when it says, you know, again, you know, with, with all of your heart, with all of your soul and so on, that's basically what we read Jesus saying in, in, in uh, Matthew chapter 22 and verses 37 through 39. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your, your might, or with all, 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 of your, all of your might. And so that's still how God wants us to love him. And it's not just a love spoken in words, but a love that is demonstrated through obedience. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, John 14, 15. John the apostle wrote that the love of God is to keep his commandments, 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. Verse 11 here, we come back. For this commandment, which I command you today, is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It's not a strange thing that God would expect you to be obedient to him on a, consist, on a consistent, ongoing basis, it's easy to understand. He's God. He's your creator. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it, nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and go, to, and go do it. But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. Moses is teaching them God's word right now as he was speaking to them on that occasion. Verse 15, see, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. I'm warning you about the evil, and the ultimate result of that is death. 
the death of your nation if you do these things I'm warning you to stay away from. But life, life from God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, Romans 6 and verse 23. Verse 16, coming back, Deuteronomy chapter 30. In that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. And that's God's will and instruction to us today as well as human beings and as Christians. But if your heart turns away from that, if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods, lowercase g, in other words, idols, and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses I today today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, either obedience to God or disobedience. Obedience brings blessing. Disobedience brings God's judgment. Obedience, life. Disobedience, death. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days. In other words, there's no hope outside of God. And that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give them. Basically, it's up to you, Israelites. And basically, it's up to us today. God is not going to make us be obedient to him. God calls us to be obedient to him through Jesus Christ. But we have to make our own choice. But choices have consequences. Obedience to God brings us eternal life with him in heaven. Disobedience, eternal condemnation in hell. The choice was up to the Israelites in Moses' day. The choice is up to us today in the days of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Christianity. Choose. Make up your mind. Do you want life or do you want death? Do you want God's blessings or do you want God's judgment? It's really a no-brainer, but you have to make up your mind. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us so much. We thank you for your patience with us. We thank you, Father, for promising us that if we will come to you or come back to you, if we have strayed away from you, that you will forgive and give us eternal life through Jesus Christ. We give you the praise, the glory, the honor, and the thanks, Father, for your grace, for your mercy, for your patience. But help people, help us to come to you and to not be hard-hearted or just careless Help people come to you, Father. Please, we pray. Please, please forgive us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.